Microphone check, one, two, what is this? It's the five foot seven assassin in the podcast business. I am your host, Rohan Patra, the rap music plug at your service. Here we are again at the end of the rap music plug podcast presented by QLC TV is the remedy to the I don't have anything good to listen to problem. Through in-depth album and song reviews, as well as artist interviews and general rap commentary sprinkled in between on all of what the mainstream and underground rap scenes have to offer, this is your one-stop shop to knowing what to add to your queue, play next, or pop into your record player. Welcome to the show. What's up, family? Today, I have a really special guest with me, and that is Link Lone, who is a producer, rapper, visual artist, and creator of a new line of papers from Rochester, New York. He is one of my many of the artists that I got hip through iceberg theory. I keep saying that if you watch this show that he was the gateway drug to this whole side of hip hop that's just been so fruitful in my music listening over the past few months. And uh, Lynx grabbed my attention mainly just due to a really distinct voice and the positivity that I get within his music. That's just really infectious. So welcome to the show, bro. Oh, what the fuck is good, bro? Yeah, bro. Okay. If you don't, you fucking okay. lying at this point. Okay. It's me and Bloodless. Okay. okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's fucking yeah. decimals, man. Appreciate you, bro. Happy to fucking be here. What's up? Yeah, man. Thank you for being here. I'm really digging the merch. I know we were talking about that before. Oh, yeah. Ill, ill, ill. You know, know, like, one one aspect I really like about your music uh and something I will get into a bit more detail later is that it's very aspirational to me. Like I get a lot of feelings that you're a dreamer, which is something that I really resonate with because I feel like I'm super similar in that way. So was being a rapper this long time dream of yours? Yeah, bro. Pretty much like, honestly, ever since I can remember, this is, is really not deeper than that. This is just what I've wanted to do for pretty much my whole life. And I've always been a music lover and also a lover of just being in tune with myself and shit. So as I grow older, naturally, the two just start to blend. You know what I mean? I've always been putting out music and shit. So it's pretty much always been like that, bro. Yeah. And, you know, I hear some artists like Currency come to mind when I think of your style. But generally speaking your style is quite unique. Um, so like, what would be a few key albums that you say were like really influential into developing into the artist you are today? I mean, bro, I mean, you probably know this as much as me. Shit like that is mad hard to answer. There's so many albums I've listened to over the years that have just kind of paved lanes in my mind, whether it be small or big. Um, just a few that come to mind are I love pretty much I've always loved like that little uh 2012 to 2014 section of hip-hop with like Al fucking when uh TDE was going up when fucking Action Bronson was going up Mm -hmm. when like Dash and Wretch were going up I was just like uh coming to like an age where I was understanding life and shit at that point I was like 14 um 13 12 around that point so i was kind of taking all that in as i was growing up and that music kind of played a big part in like at least defining the type of sound you know what i mean everything else around like the lyrical content spans from like nas to fucking i used to be a big like mac miller fan growing up um r.i.p to him um lil wayne bro kanye like i've really just listened to it all and kind of just taken it all in blended it up you know what i mean it's funny you mentioned mac that's actually i was trying to think of like artists that come to mind with you currency i mentioned but mac damn that's currency, a super yeah. that's a super uh strong one i can see because like mm-hmm. kind of in the vibe but also like in that positivity part especially like max like uh more mature work that he was making towards the end of his career like 
I definitely see a lot of that in your in your style for sure. Oh yeah, bro. Like I was fucking um like a freshman in high school when faces came out and shit. So that was like a huge defining point. I was in like middle school when watching movies came out. So as I'm just kind of like life, like, you know, kind of taking everything in, I'm hearing shit like that. And I'm like, damn, like understanding what these dudes are going through at an older age. And a lot of that just kind of helped me realize my place um, and appreciating that I didn't really have much to worry about at that time and just kind of helped me synthesize shit around me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Watching movies. That one was like a pretty big, uh, I was starting to expand. I was a little older than you. I'm a little older than you period. So like that mm-hmm. hit me at a different time, but that was at a point similarly where I was starting to expand my taste a bit to like experimental ish music. Did they come out in like 2013? Like I think 2013. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the same year Yeezus came out. Cause like, that I remember same day. same day. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It was Cole kanye and mac i remember there was a third there so yeah i think it was june 18th bro that day is permanently etched in my brain that was like a crazy day back then that was the that was the day that was like towards that's like the last week or last two weeks of high school and that would that was my senior year so that was like my last two weeks of high school that came out Mm. that was yeah so memorable because yeah jesus and watching movies was just like mind melt for me i was like what is this shit and then Jesus was crazy when that shit came out bro I remember me and the homie like I said I was kind of like going into my like early to middle teens back then and um I remember when the Jesus leak came out bro me and the homie like sat in like a dark room and listened to this shit like the whole shit when it leaked and I was like mind fucked bro I was like yo he might have just killed his career or just like started a new one. Yeah. And he kind of just started a new one at Jesus, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Like that one, it took me, took me years, took me years to like, I liked it when I first heard it, but I was like, yo, this is, I just can't get with it too much. Mm -hmm. Disappointed generally took me like a solid year to like, okay, no, I actually really like it. And then Maybe even like three, four years later, where I was like, okay, I really like this. It's like right, bro. You go, you come to appreciate problems. Yeah. yeah, I think he did that for that reason too. He knew people would grow with it. He knew he was at the point where like people would like focus in on anything he put out. So that was a genius chess move by him, bro. He shook the whole fucking scene up when that came out. You know, like something that's coming to mind as we're talking about Jesus and something that we talked about before starting this interview officially was about the new Davino Starker album sacred that for those that aren't knowing what time we're in, because you're not going to hear it on the day we're talking. It is September 25th today. So that album sacred just dropped like at midnight. And when I heard it, I was immediately thinking of this really sick rapper and producer lungs and otherwise known as Lone Sword for his producer work. And I was like, yo, this sounds so similar. Like, this seems to be a heavy inspiration. They run in similar circles. That's just what came to mind. And it, it's, I'm bringing that up because I'm, I'm curious what you think of just the idea of some, like, obviously Kanye's not, Kanye's not Starker and Davino. Like, Kanye's Kanye. I understand that. But just the idea of, like, a bigger artist like not necessarily, I'm not even trying to aspir- like espouse any like negativity, but just like taking a style that is getting some steam and it was kind of potentially originated in more of the underground spaces of the music world. Like, how do you feel about when the bigger artists do that and then get all the acclaim? Because obviously Kanye is like, people think Yeezus was like the first album ever that was industrial, which is obviously bullshit, but he popularized it. So do you think that like he actually deserves some credit and actually deserves like the credit version for that risk given his stature or do you think he was just swagger jacking yeah i think i think obviously people are going to twist it whatever way they want and there's good reasons to both sides of it but i think at the end of the day it's just i always think of shit like this like at the end of the day music you like is just what sounds good to you and i think if he wanted to just incorporate elements and shit, I think that's dope. If he's like actually jacking the whole shit and then trying to run off with some narrative as if like I started this shit, that's one thing, you know, but I think just plucking is different. Um, 
Now, when you say getting all the acclaim, I think it really just boils down to give the original person their flowers. You know what I mean? Uh, if you're getting acclaim for some shit, just make sure all that all the people acclaiming know where it came from. And then it'll just be evident. It's not going to take anything from you. You're the one that got their attention in the first place. You know what I mean? Just say what's good. That's how I see it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he, I think he did give like, the thing is people pointed to death grips, right? When that came out. And it's funny is because death grips also kind of gets that treatment where their credit is like death grips was the first one. It's like, no, they weren't. They just, again, they popularized it just at a, more underground level obviously they're like pretty giant now but you get the point it's funny because he he was he genuinely seemed to be like i just worked with all these like noah guest gestalfine i don't know mm-hmm. just self teen oh my god i don't I'm i don't i never knew how to he pronounce produce it. for the weekend he's dope yeah, i don't want to like shit on his name but he produced with like he, he got a bunch of producers like arca and stuff produced for like fka twigs like he got those guys that like run in those spaces so i mean yeah i don't know if he was inspired but i find that an interesting conversation um yes you could put it in any genre there's shit you know people are gonna say at the end of the day like this came from that this came from that but yeah bro i think it's i think it's definitely uh necessary to just note when you do shit like that, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you could say any of my albums and I could tell you what I was listening to at the time, like who was inspiring me. And you could probably just, it would probably make the album better knowing where that shit came from. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't get why people try to hold the, like themselves on a pedestal and act like they started it type shit. So that's like really reminiscent of what I was talking with blood Blixing when I spoke to him in our, yeah, in our recent interview like obviously blix wears that shit on his sleeves he's like i i tried to make an alchemist beat or like i was inspired to recreate <laughs> some kind of like kanye vibe with this beat it's like that's sick like, I like it that that <laughs> yeah he makes it his own that's all that matters, blood blood him, bro. yeah um okay so one of the most immediate features to me as i mentioned earlier with your music is that like super slick rapping style and I'll precursor for this by saying, like, you know, apologies for not knowing the technical words. I'm so bad with those musical terms. But it seems like you, like, use, like, overdubs or reverb a lot in your raps. I don't know if either of those things are true. But yeah. it, like, creates kind of, like, an echo sound. And mm-hmm. I don't tend to hear that often, honestly, in rap these days. And I wouldn't be terribly surprised if other rappers do it. But for you, it's, like, super distinct. It's, like, this makes it really spaced out and, like, psychedelic and all that. So, like... Where I'm going with this is that from the moment I heard your music, I think the first project I heard of yours was that Sorcerer of Vine Valley, Vine Valley with with Ice. Um, It seemed like you had a really distinct identity created. So, like, my question is, like, how long did it take you to get there to develop this rapping style? And did you experiment with other things and other kinds of styles when you were younger? Yeah, bro. That's a good question. Like I just, I, so I'll just kind of back it up. Um, like I was saying earlier, I've always made music from like 2000, like 10 to 2000, like 13. I was just like recording shit on my little iPod. I was mad young, bro. And I was just burning CDs with like acapellas and shit and like giving them to like my cousins and shit like that. But then when I was like 14, 15, I I start SoundCloud started popping up and I started learning how to like record myself. I had gone to this studio for a while. It was too much bread though, bro. I was like 15. Like I was like, let me just learn how to do this myself. And just ever since then, that's kind of what started just the whole thing of me doing it myself, just because I learned at a young age and it was like, why would I pay when I could just get better myself for free type shit. And um, from when I was like 14, to like 15 16 i was just dropping like rapping on this beat rapping on that beat just some little like conscious raps from being 15 and like i was saying earlier just experiencing life coming into the world a little growing up and shit it was mad corny but um then when i was like in mid high school when i was like 17 18 I started journeying into like a darker phase where I was just kind of like, I got a little depressed and shit, you know, just, just going through the motions when you're the 17 type shit. And, um, yeah, I started doing a lot of darker type music. I don't know if you know who bones is bro, but I was yeah. just 
him a lot during oh, that yeah. time. You can already imagine the influence if I just say his name. So I was making a lot of that type shit for a couple of years, just dropping it on SoundCloud. It was actually way more like well received um, in terms of plays than my music now. But um, you know what I mean? Like, even though I was rapping about darker shit, it just kind of was a phase for me. And once I got out of that, when I was like 19, 20, um, which is like a couple years ago, I'm 21. So um, once I started getting to that age, I was kind of like coming out of that dark phase. And I was like, all right, let me just kind of start over. Like, I don't want to be putting negative shit out. I used to have mad negative music, bro. Mm -hmm. And um, I kind of just erased it all and started anew. And that's when I dropped We Don't Know Shit, my first album that you could find. Like, yeah, I'm the first one on my page, whatever. And that was kind of like a rebirth for me as like an artist. I had always like everyone I grew up with. I was always like the dude that was rapping and shit like. But um, when I dropped that, it was really like, all right, now I'm going to like talk about shit and like coming into who I am as a person and shit. So I just kind of started a new and then it's just been building on that ever since. You know what I mean? Just kind of taking my life experiences, making them sound dope or at least trying to. You know, so yeah. that's just kind of what got me to this point. Um, yeah, yeah, I can hear the I can hear the hints of like the darker sides. And Bones is actually like that's a even like the way he he kind of like delivers his vocals too. Like I can kind of see like hints of that. That's that's pretty interesting. Certain and, flavors in my shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like the he's great though. I love Bones, bro. I do like him. I do like him. I've I'm heard a couple that seem to get to an extreme though. Like I don't. That's too negative for me, you know. Yeah. 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 Abduct aliens. Yeah. Drug rush fades in, and I can't tell if I am the same again. Huh? Maybe just a little prick and tell me if I'm sane again. Take a little blood to the blood bank and save the shit. The main event call for a false knockout, hmm. but five rounds in, I just couldn't take the knockdown. Yeah, I like the you're you're talking about kind of like the the perspective that you bring your music and i find that's the the less immediate but i think equally or more important part of your music is that remarkable positivity that i discussed earlier um and i can see it both in like conversation with you and in your music like even your twitter like and i can speak for a lot of us when i say it's kind of hard to have that kind of a positive outlook these days mm -hmm. and actually in a recent tweet that you put out like two or three days ago, I think you were talking about like the reasons why you make music or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. And you talked about promoting positivity in a nutshell as one of those key ones. So like, how have you been able to first stay so positive and hopeful in your life? And why is that so important for you to communicate in your music? Um, honestly, bro, what kind of made the turn from like negative to positive was had mad like life shit happen to me in a condensed period of time. And then it all kind of washed away at the same time. And I was just left in this like new free state of mind. I had like moved uh, like 45 minutes away from where I grew up at the time, going to like college and shit for a couple of years. And I was just kind of like re-evaluating re my life and um, doing some psychedelics and shit, just basically growing up as you would be in 1920, uh, just kind of formulated new thoughts and shit. And I was just like, let me, instead of put negative shit out, put positive shit out because changing your mind is all it's, it's, I don't know. Life is a reflection of what you are inside your mind. It's all a matter of perspective. You know what I mean? So if I just look at everything with a glass half full mentality, it'll probably end up that way. I was seeing um, A. Rashid talk about that earlier, bro. Uh, I saw this video he posted on his Instagram earlier. He was saying that basically just what you perceive life as, um, the world answers to. So it's basically how it is for me. And if I can give other people that same mindset, I want to. You know what I mean? But I'm not trying to be on any, like, preaching shit, shoving it down mm -hmm. people's throats. Like, I'm not saying, like, fuck you if you don't see it this way. Like, I'm just putting my shit out there and hoping that it resonates with people because i just try to speak on shit that i feel like is uh, just in human nature to feel so 
I feel like most people would connect to some aspect of my shit at the end of the day. Now, matter of how it gets to your ears is what I'm trying to work on. You know what I mean? That's the music part. But as far as what I talk about and shit, it's just all shit that's on my mind every day. So it's really just a mindset thing. If you can get yourself in that positive mindset and just realize that we're all just on this planet and shit, living life, it's not that deep, uh, you'll be good. So yeah, yeah. Shout out first of all, shout outs to A Rashid. You know, yeah, guys bro. don't know him. You're you've definitely heard him on those West Side Gun projects on multiple occasions. Yeah. Legend. So, bro. Um I met, uh, I met him at West Side Gun store, bro. It was oh, yeah. crazy. He was a good guy. He was chill. Yeah, we just talked for a minute, but, but he was just talking about how beautiful it was there and shit. And I was like, fact. I don't know if you've seen pictures of the inside of um gun store but that shit's crazy bro I've been is it there. the red is it like the red wall yeah oh, i thought it was the studio oh okay cool nah it's like yeah, bro, it's, it's crazy it's nice Holy shit. Buffalo. it's just like you walk into like a mall store it's like one of the mall stores bro it's dope damn a few times i've been there he was in there taking pics with everyone for the whole day cashing out customers like mad genuine bro that dude is a legend both of them that's sick that's it. And what you're speaking about too, about, you know, like just trying to adopt that mindset, you know, usually if you have that perspective, the kind of like glass half full kind of idea, it'll come true. I think it's also about like the idea of like affirmations, which is like really scientifically proven. It's not just like some, some bunch of hooey or whatever, some bunch of baloney. Um, like just saying things in a positive way, like it's actually speaking it verbally. And obviously you do that in, to a to significant degree in your music obviously it's kind of like a form of affirmations it's like you just when you say it like that it, it is yeah yeah and like if you keep on to the flip side if you're making more of that like bone style music it's it's kind of hard to like leave the booth i'm sure after that and to be like oh yeah i'm so happy and like oh this, today's gonna be a good day negativity is just the same thing on the other side of the spectrum bro so mm -hmm. but learning that you affirm or you have the power to affirm is what dictates whether it's negative or positive. Most people just feel what they feel and just cast that. But when you realize you're in control of it at the end of the day, that's when everything changes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Um, you know, another thing you mentioned in that tweet, I, that I found really interesting, you said your number one goal was that you wanted to make in your music related to your music is that you want to make music that, helps you synthesize your own personal thoughts and feelings so that it makes it easier for you to interpret them. That's mm -hmm. a really weighty goal. Um, so could you expand on that a bit? Yeah, bro. Like, uh, it just like you were saying, I guess, affirmations in a sense, like making the shit just helps me be me at the end of the day. Like if I didn't write music, I would probably express those feelings in other ways. And I've been making music so long that I don't even know what those ways would be at this point. But um, if it wasn't music, I don't know what the fuck it would be, bro. I've made music my entire life. If I probably have like 2000 songs at this point, like I've always made albums. I've always been an album maker and each album I've made has always just captured like a period of time in my life. You know what I mean? Like, it's like a, a chapter of my life is like an album, like, I was saying we don't know shit was an album and even i had dropped like 20 something projects before that that are all deleted by now but when i was younger and each one was just like periods of time in my life just kind of encapsulated into an album and doing that has always helped me synthesize shit that's why i dropped so much because it's just each album is like a completed chapter in my life and usually when an album comes out i'm kind of like in a new mentality at that phase in my life and it's really just directly reflective of what i'm going through like vine valley that was a phase like i was driving through this little town called vine valley every day that was close to where i had just moved to hearing these beats ice was sending me like and just saying what i was thinking same with spirits are high it was turning winter blix was sending me these crazy beats i just said what was on my mind like it just kind of captures a period so yeah that's basically what i meant by that it's like just helps me at the end of the day like whether people like it or not i'm gonna make it and speak my mind the same amount so mm -hmm. at the end of the day 
that's number one. And obviously having people feel it, but it's always been more personal to me. I don't know whether that's to my detriment or not. I guess we'll find out, but hopefully it's not. Yeah. It's like, again, taking like that uh, mindfulness aspect to the music for a second, apply it. like here, that's almost like journaling too. It's like, like yeah, I'm it's, sure it's, if you like, how does it feel listening to some of those older projects and kind of like, Oh, like, that's how I was feeling like, and you captured it. Cause a lot of times people just bias. They're like, I was so depressed at this point. It's like, actually you weren't, you just, you're remembering one specific moment, which is like mm -hmm. changing your perspective of how your life was or et cetera, you know? So that's probably pretty powerful too. As a yeah, team. bro. Like sometimes I'll just be on a drive and just smoke zone out and just listen to some of my old shit. And it's like, crazy it's like diving into like back compartments of my brain i'm so glad i've always recorded music and shit you know it's trippy as fuck to hear that shit yo that yeah that that i would love if i did that too like just to hear what i was thinking two years ago right. like right. very enlightening and like in depth too like mm -hmm. albums worth like i've always been an album maker like 10 or more songs like it's always been like that so it's literally like just diving into my brain from back then it's it's crazy mm -hmm. i fuck with it and so let's go to some of those albums and some of these projects because um i want to go over before we get into your last latest record that you recently released i want to dig into some of my personal favorites from your back catalog and i want to start with the 12 minute long psychedelic ride that is decibels because although the project is short it feels like you guys like captured lightning in a bottle. Uh, so can you give me some insight into how you created this with Blix and how you went deaf in one year recording this? You, you hear this in the song and why it's called Decibels with all the decibel song names and all that. Yeah. So um, like I was just saying in winter, we were working on Spirits Are High. I was just like experiencing life and shit to all these serious ass beats he was sending me. And then uh, he sent me the fucking, bro, I'm like laughing just thinking about it. This beat is crazy funny, bro. The um, Let me see. I got my phone right here. I'm going to see what track it is on there because they're all just named decibels. Like I named them all the first like number I thought of when I listened to it. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was fucking 55 or 50. He sent me this beat called like, circus shit or something and um it was just he spit on it we were on facetime um he was like wearing, wearing a mask and shit like <laughs> rapping into the mic and he like just sent it to me he's like rap on this and i'm like bro like i like fine <laughs> like let's do it and i was like yo like let's do a tape of this shit like we were like let's do a whole tape and um he just sent me all these crazy sounding beats uh this shit was done like a week or two later, bro. I went to like on this trip to New York City during that time, like a couple of days after he sent me to the beats. Um, and he and he like wanted to do the project right after Spirits Are High, and I was down. So I was writing to the beats all week, and then when I came home, I just laid them all pretty much in one or two days. And the second day, it was faded into night, and like. I was in the booth for like three or four hours. A few of them we did on FaceTime together. That's what I like about Blix. Like we will sit on FaceTime and just like do a track real quick and then send it to each other. Like put him on mute real quick, record my verse. Like That's we've so done cool. a few like that. But um, yeah, so after I finished like this three hour session of just like finishing decibels, I took my headphone off and I my left ear, I like couldn't hear out of it and it, all, it was all ringing bro like i was like damn like and it didn't wear off for a few hours like it <laughs> i was kind of nervous bro but nothing ever came from that so okay good when i had tweeted that shit it was like i was deaf for a minute bro like that's hilarious shout out blood flexing bro yo, shout out. yo those beats are insanity man like you're telling insanity. me bro I'm like walking around New York City with AirPods and like smoking my little joint, like just writing the craziest shit I could think of to him. And then um, I was talking with Jinx a lot during the time and I was like, 
we just kept saying how um i want to get a cover by you bro he's like i'd love to do a cover for you like i fuck with this song this song like your music is dope and i was like hold up i just made this album like bro just listen to this and like like make an album cover for it and he's like say less and he like i don't know if you want me saying this but he he said he took shrooms and listened to the album and just painted that shit and um yo it's beautiful man i'm looking at it right now on my phone like it's it's really really nice it was really eye grabbing and it's oh, uh, no, bro. i only Shut got to this bitch, i only bro. got to decibels trying to think when i actually listened like i I, ha- I knew of it and i may have heard it but i don't know how but i probably just didn't gravitate to me for some reason like but i just i think i bought this along with a bunch of like like when i was really really getting into blood blixing stuff i was like okay let me just cop everything he's made and then i heard that and i was like wait what the fuck is this this is like mm-hmm. that's genuinely one of the best things that they both of you have made like it's it's just so because it's definitely in terms of projects the the smallest like blip of like phase you know what i mean like it was like i said it was a week or two bro and all my albums like i was just talking about have been like chapters of my life like synthesizing life and shit and this was just like yo crazy blood blitzing beats like getting high all week let me just make the craziest project ever with this shit Mm -hmm. so it was super spontaneous i love that shit bro that shit like we're always just um talking about which one's our favorite our favorite's always changing Mm mm-hmm and so I want to move now on to, to Acid Jazz, produced fully by Iceberg Theory once again. Hell so yeah, my bro. understanding is this was uh, inspired by Jazzmatazz, the very groundbreaking jazz rap album from the late, great guru, rest in peace. So right, could you talk a bit more about what guru meant to you as an artist and why you felt so compelled to create an album that I guess is like an homage to Jazzmatazz? Mm-hmm hmm so um i'm not gonna sit here and act like i'm the biggest like guru fan um i was listening to jazzmatazz a lot the last like few years and specifically during the past winter i was listening to jazzmatazz one and two a lot and i was also discovering the genre of acid jazz i don't know if you know about it yeah but yeah and um and those were kind of coinciding with each other and guru was dropping that album around the same time as like some of my favorite acid jazz groups were dropping albums and it was just making this whole thing in my head like jazz like acid jazz and i was doing a lot of acid at the time and like it just kind of made sense bro just to kind of combine those two ideas for a project and ice was sending me these crazy beats like you could tell from the project those are that's some of ice's best production mm-hmm. like and it's crazy because a lot of those beats he was saying like damn i didn't like fuck with that one that much like i didn't think someone would rap on that like a lot of them were like that for him and it was funny because they were just clear like hits to me like yeah. the beat he was sending i was like bro like this is crazy so i had to make a monument of a project just kind of like i said before to encapsulate that whole time period I do a lot of just like driving around, listening to music, smoking and shit. So I was doing a lot of that in the winter and shit and listening to bands. I don't know if you heard of Galliano, but uh, no, I haven't. Acid jazz band. Um, love them, bro. Like the dude that uh, started the genre of acid jazz started the label and then Galliano was one of the first bands he signed. And they've always been for the past year or two since i've known about it have been a huge like influence to me and shit mm. uh, and they have this album called the plot thickens which inspired my album the plot yeah dope. so that's dope yeah yeah so, that, that that album i think was probably the that was the one that really got me into your music and also made me realize that like ice is like not next level producer too because like i yeah, know his beats before but i feel like he hit a different level on that that he's just kept writing ever since uh yes i really like what you guys did with that one him, bro. yeah so dope, bro like that album was super personal bro like i was starting to like like i said it was getting to be like deeper winter like january and 
upstate New York, that shit is treacherous, bro. So I'm just over here driving around. Bro, I live in London. Ottawa. I live in Ottawa oh. in Canada, bro. Okay, in COVID, yeah. a COVID, a COVID Ottawa, Canada winter was dark, oh, man. Geez, I'm not bro. even joking. That was a tough so time. So you know the dark winters, bro. Like, <laughs> it was like that. Just driving around, getting high, and also hearing this shit. Ice was sending me like, yo, let me just write some shit real quick and that turned into fucking acid jazz bro i tried to tie it all together and make it epic so i think it did mm-hmm. acid jazz is one of my favorite projects i've ever done yeah when i say this shit on a track that mean it ain't going nowhere that mean you could fit it so you could wear a rare penny valve quickly stared at me a little too long so the song turned minor from major swift to you a bitch g i smoke ounces roll pounds of piff and the most profound of roll round town with gypsies and misties okay now let's move to your newest project lost and found in paradise the the moment I press play on this from like the skits, the features, and just the overall quote unquote quality, it feels like a level up for you in your discog. Like, could Thanks, you detail bro. the vision behind this concept? Because it does seem to follow a, a concept or theme of sorts on this Lost and Found project. Yeah, so um, a big thing for me has always been just this vision of like, paradise like i just love like you could hear it in my music i just love like scenic shit bro like i love being in nature i'm always walking on in fucking woods going on hikes just like doing this doing that outside like i've always been a lover of that shit and that's just kind of developed this longing to be in like to live in like a scenic spot and i've been on a trip to like Hawaii a few years ago that kind of really inspired me just to kind of see what that side would be like and it's super attainable and that's just something that's always kind of made me be like I want to live in a place like that one day and it's always been this like distant vision so I I had a couple joints from that album like made and I was thinking I just thought of the name one day I was at work and I was like I just kept thinking thinking of the name lost and found in paradise and it was so like oddly specific like i don't know why it was just a random title in my brain like i didn't have to formulate it at all it just kept like calling to me and i was like it's too specific for me to turn down like this sounds dope let me just conceptualize around that mm-hmm. and just kind of made it like i think you said in your article like a psychedelic voyage like i yeah. fuck with you said that i was reading that the other day bro and um that really is kind of the concept, bro. I was like, let me just do a crazy like concept album real quick. I was like hearing all these crazy beats. I think I was leveling up a lot in my writing and I was like, let me just take it there. Like I want everyone to see that I could like make a fucking album. Like mm-hmm. I could just keep doing it. Like I need to make this epic as fuck and just surprise drop it. And uh, it worked like, I think it's one of my dopest projects. That shit was super deep. I, bro, I went fucking crazy working on that shit. Yeah, I know you were teasing that like before that ended up dropping. You were teasing that a couple times. You were not as active on Twitter, but when you were talking about, so you were like, oh, I got something crazy coming up. You guys don't even know. And then when you dropped it, I was like, oh, I, I see why. Just, just even like, with the, the features, man. Like, damn, you got Vic Spencer. You got Big Kahuna oh, OG. Man. You have him twice oh, when yeah. you count the deluxe. Uh, and you have some crazy production credits. Fanon, Iceberg, um, Blood Blixing. You got that Kai Pat. Kai Pat? Is that you say? Shout out Kai Pat, bro. Dude, Legend. He was, it was your, it was like track two or three. He Gonzo, bro. That track shit, two, Gonzo. I, I, like, I immediately, when I heard that, I was like, yo, what is this shit? This bro. is some, like some new type of hip hop. I was like, this watch is out for him, crazy. bro. Yeah, I'm. I've already following him. Like, I'm. I'm waiting to like see what Good. he does because that guy had something special there. He's got um, shit in the cup, bro. He's coming. Like, trust me. That's dope. That's dope. I've known him since I was like mad young, bro. We grew up together, like, and he um moved like across across the U.S. uh towards when I was like graduating high school and shit. Mm-hmm. And we kind of like lost contact and like um then a couple of years ago i found out he listened to like griselda and mock and shit and made beats and i was like yo like 
I didn't know you were on this shit, bro. Like, let's make shit. And he was like, say less. And we made our project war on drugs. It's like my second project that's on my uh, page, I think, and shit. It's me and him. And we just went into a wormhole and made that shit. I don't know if you've heard it, but that shit is crazy. And we just been making shit ever since. And it's dope to like reconnect with him through this like small little arm of music. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I definitely think that like the rapping from you, uh you hear it on the intro it's like there was a certain like i don't know urgency or just like energy that was different it felt like you were like you knew this was the one it's kind of like that's how i felt like you knew yeah yeah bro that was actually like one of the first three songs i made for it dope something crazy is gonzo was made way before uh the rest of the shit like i made gonzo probably a year ago and it was just in the cut because me and kai pat were going to do another project but it eventually just ended up being spread into my multiple solos that i've dropped since then yeah and um gonzo was one of them that i just had in the cut and i had made haleakala in like april and i was like yo gonzo coming right after this would sound crazy and i was like thinking about lost and found at this time and i was like Haleakala is the name of this like volcano in Maui that I like went to the top of and shit. And it's like a crazy peak in Hawaii. And I was like, let me, this is like the lost and found in paradise. Like, let me just keep the ball rolling with this shit. Mm -hmm. So those songs were like the first two I made, but Gonzo was way before that shit was ended up working really well for the project. It definitely did. It really like the album starts off with a big bang and that one's like just wild as fuck. And I like it how it kind of, it kind of goes through some peaks and valleys in terms of like the energy levels and stuff. Like I feel like towards the end, it's a lot more like, like you're like gradually being whisked off to paradise at that point. And like your la- the last track, like you're kind of narrating it at that point. Like it very, I really like how you kind of put that all together. That you, song is so crazy, bro. Like yeah. there's actually something crazy about that song. Um, the outro, I had an entirely different last, you're talking about the song with Fanat, right? The, yeah like the lot like the final track of the the yeah. regular version yeah mauna loa um yeah. Yeah. we had a whole other outro song made that i thought was better at the time um and it was called mauna kia and mauna loa and mauna kia are the two highest peaks in hawaii like volcano mountain type shit mm-hmm. and so the first song was called um I think Mauna Kea is the first one. Um, and it was a Fanon beat and everything. And then like a couple weeks after I made this song, Fanon hit me, he's like, yo, my bad, bro. Like I didn't even peep this, but I used that beat for the Horn Monk album. And um, I was like, fuck, like that's the whole outro. Like <laughs> I gotta make a whole new outro. Like I thought it would not end up working out as well, but he had that beat in the cut and i was like yo this one is low-key this one low-key would work out way better and i just kind of re-tapped into that mindset and i just made it a whole other outro and i think it turned out better like that one is one of my favorite songs i've ever done and like you said it is super narrative and shit so yeah it really so like, tied it up recapture that yeah yeah it, i find this this whole talk about like that idea that you really had this like vision or like I don't know, like aspiration to be in like nature and like live in a really scenic spot. I relate to it one. And I actually relate to it even kind of like the way you said it came about. Like when I went to Vancouver this summer, I feel it changed me in terms of like, I never gave a shit about the views. Like, like I'd go right. to Spain, like I, I saw some views. Oh, these, no, I'd be like, yo, this is nice. But it's like right. not what I'm grabbing from that trip. Vancouver, it was like seeing the mountains everywhere you fucking looked north. And just all the, it was just a, a fantastic trip. I did so much hiking. I never hiked ever in my life. It was super mind blowing. And it changed my perspective similarly that I realized that like living in that kind of space, seeing that kind of nature, it did something to me. And I actually want that now. I used to never care at all. Yeah. And I'm bringing that up again, not just because it you know relates to me, but also I feel like your music does like kind of like when I think about it, I can listen to this music and like look into something nice is like how I 
usually consume your music, not just this album. Bro, I mean, like, the top, bro. yeah, it's a really scenic kind of music. It's like play right. this, look That's at something nice. Yeah. Right. Like, and just if I just try to make my music, like I said before, I'm not trying to preach at you. Like, but at the same time, I want every line to mean something and for it to be like, you could play it in the background, but when it's in the front and you're like, for those, for that time you're listening to it, I want it to be always be saying shit that you're like, can take in and shit. Like, I don't want any of my shit to be filler. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that, yeah, that's a lot of it. And I like that you say that because a lot of it comes from me looking at dope shit, you know, like I'm out on a fucking like mountain trail, like writing some shit over a fucking iceberg beat or whatever. So like you can see that in the music too. So it's like, I appreciate you saying that. That's no, dope. Yeah. That and, I, and I like how you said that you want it to kind of work on both levels. Cause I agree with that. Like, I think the aesthetics of your, like your flow, your voice, it's really just like, appealing to listen to when you don't need to maybe necessarily focus on it too much it could be more in the background but when you do want to have that more like let me like intently listen to this and what this guy's saying you have some shit to say so it kind of works on both levels i like music like that sometimes you need some versatility because i can't always be just like just like really in the mode of listening to every single word i don't have that time um yeah but at the same time you want it to be like when you do sit there and listen to every word, it's got to be dope. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, And so why did you want to make this a deluxe? Like, did it feel just like really special to you? And you're like, I really want to like beef this up and make this even bigger of a kind of event? At the end of the day, hell yeah. And also because a couple like days before it came out, I made that uh, cover right there. And I was like, yo, I can't just not use that cover. Like, I have to use that and just make it deluxe and like I have to make it bigger. And I had other beats in the cut that didn't make the album. And I was like, let me like not be let down that they didn't make the album and like blow them up to their fullest potential and just make the whole new project. So that's kind of where that came from. I had produced a couple joints that I had in the stash and I was like, I wanted to use this one for it, but it was too late. The album was already coming out. So it just kind of all worked out. And, um, I needed to get concept on that, bro. bro. I was like, dream, because uh, I fuck with Khan heavy, bro. Shout He's out so sick. Mm-hmm. So sick. He's a legend, bro. Khan is crazy, bro. But um, yeah, so I had to get him on there, and I knew I could make that song bigger. Uh, shout out Kai Pat. Shout out Kahuna, too. Legend. Um, Yeah, they came in clutch for that, bro. That song is crazy to me. I was listening to mad, like, mutant shit at the time. So yeah. yeah i've I've only recently gotten into them like probably like late um pretty actually really it was the concept project with obliv that that one launched me into amazing like that's one of my favorite albums of the year still just like i just popped out a vinyl today bro yo you did let's go it's like it's it's my yo it's my um uh laptop wallpaper it's so like aesthetically nice to look at. Like I don't know who that chick is, but it's just like, yo, she's a good looking girl. It looks like an old magazine cover, <laughs> yeah, bro. It's it's a, it's great to look at. Yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, never so since fun. then I've gotten into their the mutant academy stuff. Like obviously fly like fly Anakin was the guy it was fly Saifus that really got me into him. And now I've mm-hmm. like dove heavily into his back catalog. But uh yeah, concept sick. Crazy, bro. Those dudes are so sick, bro. If I could do shit with them more one day, like that would be awesome. Your I love styles work. Your shit. styles really work. Like you guys both got that like really good flows and like slick can rap on like a bunch of the like, concept can rap over anything. Uh, Dude, he, yeah. to, he has a track with J words. I don't know if you check that. It's fucking crazy. And you know, her shit's like future futuristic. I didn't peep. I didn't peep. But bro, Han is crazy with it, bro. Like you could pick a beat and he would rap on it in a way you never thought anyone could ever rap on it. Like, I don't know how he does that shit, bro getting into listening to them is like fucking crack like mm-hmm. it's just i always say it like this like you could break down every rhyme and he hits every little pocket all of them do and it's just literally the purest like form of like rapping with syllables and in the beat and shit and it's literally just like pure fucking dope that's what i see it as yeah yeah totally man um 
and you're talking about your album like the the album cover there that you made so not only do you do your own album covers but you also do some for others and you recently just got a really dope placement with planet asia's latest uh ep no exit plans that just dropped it's a really sick sick cover oh, yeah. check out Shout the project out. and check out the, the cover too it's sick Asia and Philip, bro they killed that shit yeah yeah totally and and it makes me want to ask and you kind of actually briefly touched on it earlier where i want to ask like how important do you think it is for artists in today's day and age 2021 to be self-sufficient and or have kind of multiple streams of work that they can um create i mean what do you mean though like like do you think it's really important to be able to to do shit yourself really and like have other ways seems like it's getting more common i always see people like every rapper produces these days like it never was unheard of you gotta hit a balance though because you could say like oh i produced this and it's like ass you know you got you can't just say you produce like people want to like rap and then act like every other thing they have to be good at because they rap you know what i mean and it's not like that like you got to put that energy into everything you do and like i was telling you earlier all those projects have dropped throughout the years of just me growing up i've always just made album covers and i've always just knew my way around software and shit like that for music stuff so it's just natural to me to do album. that's probably the most natural thing to me like unless it's a specific artist that i fuck with like visual artists that I want to do a cover for me, I'm just going to make that shit myself by default mm-hmm. because chances are I already have the image in my mind when I start making it and I just create what I see in my head pretty yeah. much. And, and I think you're saying the right thing about like, you got to know the balance of like, are you at, and be honest with yourself. Are you actually, is this actually good? Maybe mm-hmm. you should work yeah, with someone, well, pay someone, whatever it is yeah. to do it. Cause like, I'm actually starting to, shit, bro. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly. a lot of mid shit and people like to act like it's not mid shit just because they did it themselves and shit when really it's like okay but like is it dope shit like i was saying earlier at the end of the day the music is what sounds good to you bro and looks dope to you and you fuck with just naturally when you hear it yo and i don't, you have I don't to like taking into consideration things like too hard it's like it almost ruins it like bro just make dope shit like make sure it's dope i don't want to be a hater here but it's just because you're saying this. It's just like, I, I'm just going to say, it, you know, no real disrespect. It's just a matter of taste. But when you're talking about mid shit, but by someone who like does it all themselves, I'm thinking of Russ. Like Russ's entire <laughs> MO, he always raps about, I do everything myself. And it's like, yo, you're not actually, he's not the worst rapper at all. He actually can make a song. Like he, he, he has like general talent. I'm not going to say he doesn't, but it's like, just get someone to produce these beats, man. Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> bro, like, I low-key like, agree with you, bro. Like, one like, of my closest friends growing up, shout out Queso. He is, a, like, a huge Russ fan. <laughs> and we are always getting into it. Like, yo, Russ is mid. And he's like, Russ is dope. And I'm like, I feel him. Like, I get why he thinks it's good. Like, it I, is, I, I get I, it. Fuck he seems dope. I would smoke with the dude. He seems mad cool and shit. And I love his energy. But like, I just would never play his music myself Mm -hmm. under any circumstance. Yeah. It's like, we get it. It's cool that you did it all yourself. You came up with like any cool. It's great. It's impressive, but it doesn't mean the music's good. And it's like, sometimes you got to know when you should outsource something, work with someone. Mm -hmm. And like, even just like me, like podcast stuff, like I it not only is it like making the product better, but just me realizing like, man, I'm spending so much time trying to make this video little that stuff that just doesn't look like great. It's not going to win any fans over. It's like, let me work with a fucking really, really dope artist and big flowers. Mm-hmm. And he made some dope shit. And I, people always notice it and now like up the polish in the game, get blood blitzing, make right. a fucking beat. And it's like, I fucking love it. Just like, even just like in the house. My, oh, that's dope. Yeah, and even from, like, my personal, like, view, it's, like, even if, like, five people listen to this only, it's, like, I like this. Like, I like listening really? to that beat. I like how it looks like, and it just, it does so much, and I think people need to, like, know when to draw the line. I think you're yes. making a really good point. You gotta just, and I feel them. Like, I'm low-key lucky to have gone through the motions of being a shitty artist at a young age, 
And I've just seen it go over the years. Like if I don't put my heart into some shit and if I don't really, really, really think it's dope, because you could think someone's dope, like, yo, go cop this. Like, but do you really think it's dope? Would you cop it? Like, that's Would the thing. Cop it? Would you cop it? That's a good question. Like, that's the thing at the end of the day. And I would like to make shit that I would cop 10 of if I saw it in the store, but also maintain a level of dopeness where people could hear and be like, oh, this is what he's on. Like, I'll listen to this shit, too, because you could be too deep into that, like just doing shit yourself. And it sounds ass like you got to know what sounds good and what doesn't. You got to just follow what you think sounds good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so, like on the topic of like other business ventures and kind of other things you do, you have a line of papers, Gonzo papers, really sick that recently launched. Right How has that like experience been putting that out? Cause that's like different than maybe you'll tell me it's very similar, but I'm curious, like it does seem quite different than making music or even making art in, in the purposes of music. So like, why did you want to create your own papers in the first place? And like, how's that been going? uh well i created them because i smoked mad weed i was doing a lot of merch shit at the time and i was like learning about how i could like make my own papers and shit and i was like let me just like fuck around and design it real quick um and i designed it and i was like let me just drop this with the album i was gonna drop them for 420 but i was like it killed me to hold off on that bro i didn't want to like, I'm very, like, surprised with everything I do. I don't like doing a big rollout and spoiling it. So I was quiet about those, bro. I had to stay quiet about these for, like, four months or three months because I had them ready to go at 420. And I was like, I have to drop them with Lost and Found because no one's going to know what Gonzo ties to. Yeah, true. Found is an out. Yeah. So I was like, let me just hold off. Like, I need to chill for a sec. And then it, that just kind of gave me more time to fall formulate a plan with them and shit make it designed a little better and uh it ended up working out for the better bro i fuck with it heavy and i just like doing shit like that because i'm a smoker and i know a lot of people that listen to my music are smokers and mm-hmm. i can make something that smokers enjoy it's been like one of my most well-received uh merch items probably my most so that's that's something to me so i'm gonna keep doing it my plan is to do a new line of papers with like every major project I dropped. That's like pretty unique. I don't, I actually don't know any rappers. I'm sure again, some dudes done it. Like, I don't know, but I've never heard of that. Like at all. um, Yeah. I feel like, Oh, I seen, um, I think Lord Juco did it. I think. Yo, I need to get into him. People, he keeps popping. I haven't gotten into him too much either, but I've always followed him and seen his shit, but I've never really sat in depth and listen mm. and i think i think jamal gasol did it like a okay. year ago shit but like all that to the side i don't really listen to them that much they're both mm. dope shit but like yeah i was like i had to do that shit bro i didn't make it like a crazy thing that's sick and yo get up for a sec show your uh show your shirt to the, oh, to the camera yeah, like, i'm really fucking Hanzo shirt uh i got it on the chest piece and then in the back we got the uh it says player cards right so, that's fucking fire that is so oh yeah i've been fucking around with some of the designs you could see the uh hat too the gonzo hat i've just been fucking with it you know like mm-hmm. people want it hit me up i got yeah. you but yeah always fucking with new designs and shit mm-hmm. yeah your merch game's very 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 solid thank you bro. Uh, you know it's been it's been a real pleasure been a real pleasure having you on today and it's been a real pleasure just generally getting into your music more the more i listen to it the more i like it and i just want everybody to go check out your band camp i'll obviously link this in the descriptions obviously and check out lost and found deluxe that's like a perfect i think a perfect entry point to your discog then after just go go back go check out some of the projects we mentioned uh and yeah just thank you again you seem like a really dope dude like i'm i'm happy to see where you're going and Look forward to seeing more dope shit from you in the future. I appreciate you having me on, bro. To be able to speak on this shit to this extent is something I've always wanted to do. And to do it with you is the best way, bro. you in-depth with this shit. So I appreciate this shit for real. Uh, thank you, bro. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Take care, man. Right, bro. You too, man. Peace. Peace. 
Forfeit the game, I'm in first place first. The worst feared face in the whole race Ho, give me a change me. The rose gold filter flood the stage flood Feel like fear and loathing in Las Vegas The raw papers all blowing my face So this concludes today's episode of the Rap Music Plug podcast presented by QLC TV I hope this episode gave you some fresh new perspectives on the latest rap releases as well as a recommendation for the next great rap record to add to your collection. If you're an artist looking to level up your career, getting more gigs, album sales, merch sales, whatever it may be, I would love to help you with that by providing you artist development and writing services. So if you're interested, contact me via email at qlctv.podcast at gmail.com or hit me up via Twitter or Instagram at rapmusicplugpod. I would be honored to lend my expertise and help you grow your career as an artist. And also for regular rap fans that just want to hear more quality commentary on the genre, follow me on Twitter and Instagram as well. For exclusive content and updates related to the show, follow the Rap Music Plug podcast on Facebook to help the show grow and ensure that everyone's listening to the best rap music at all times. Follow the show on the podcast platform of your choice. Make sure you leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts so that the show can be spotlighted by that wonderful algorithm and be exposed to more people. You can find all of this information along with exclusive playlists created by myself by clicking the link that's in the episode's notes. So that's all for today. Talk to you soon. Peace.